Assalamualaikum dan salam sejahtera bersama saya Kristina Donali Abdullah dalam rancangan Bual RMD TVS. Kemajuan teknologi digital merupakan agenda utama mencapai status negara maju berdaya saing dengan modal instan yang menyumbang kepada sosioekonomi negara. Bersama saya pada hari ini adalah Mr Andrew Chen, Director of Research and Consulting Services Division the Sarawak Information System Science. How are you today, Mr. Andrew? I'm fine, thank you. Okay, thank you very much for coming into this uh, slot of uh, Boal R&D. Okay, today our topic is uh, future technology, the role of science in exploring future technology for Sarawak development. Okay, but before this, uh, before that, we would like to know a little bit about yourself, maybe your background in this uh, digital technology area. Sure, thanks, Christina. Um, I have actually was actually uh, trained in electronic engineering. So I graduated uh, as a Bachelor of Engineering, Electronic Engineering from the University of Canterbury, New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And I've worked in New Zealand for about six years before coming back to Malaysia to, uh, to work in science. Mm -hmm. So I've been actually in the field of R&D and development since I actually started work. Yeah. From the very first beginning, I actually worked on uh, communication technology. So I've actually designed things like modems uh, for Telecom Australia. And after that, I designed navigation systems for uh, NAFMAN New Zealand, which is actually an in-car navigation system. Mm -hmm. After doing that, I came to, uh, back to Sarawak and I joined science. And there, I actually worked on vehicle tracking systems, mm -hmm. more to GPS, the global positioning, positioning systems. And after that, they've actually decided for me to work in more to management role. So I'm currently more to R&D management. Mm -hmm. So managing a group of engineers uh, and developers mm -hmm. to ensure that we can work on the latest technologies in IT. So probably people out there do not know about this science, right? Sarawak uh, Information Systems in Denver. Probably Mr. Andrew uh, can explain to us the establishment of science. Sure. Science uh, or Sarawak Information Systems, science is the short form that we use, was incorporated in 1991. We were incorporated to actually computerize the Sarawak government. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are actually a wholly owned company of Sarawak government. So from our humble beginnings of only a few handful of engineers, we've actually grown to a company that's about 800 plus employees. And we are located all over Sarawak. And we have been entrusted by our young Ahmad Muhammad Chief Minister to actually drive and execute the digital government initiatives in Sarawak. So we are one of the enablers for the Sarawak digital economy. Mm. And we have an extensive record uh, for this for our company, we've actually over the last 30 years, we've actually done quite a lot of projects. And the reason we're able to do so is our dedicated and hardworking staff, both in R&D and also in development works. Mm -hmm. And we've also been able to actually have a very good uh, relationship with our customers. Mm -hmm. And we've built a long-term relationship, allowing us to actually have that relationship built on mutual creation, value creation and trust. Right, yeah. right. So science is exploring the advanced technology, right? So what are the what, what are the new things that you guys explore for the future development? Yes, there have been we've been looking at many different technologies. Just to give you a list yeah. of the examples, uh, we are looking to artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. AI, mm -hmm. data analytics, blockchain, cloud computing, digital government, cloud internet of things, and also uh, things like quantum computing. So science, uh, we've not just looked at R&D from a prototyping point of view, but we've actually started to apply some of these technologies into our everyday production 
solutions. For example, we've actually started to use AI in the integrated court system, ICS, for Sabah and Sarawak courts. I can explain a bit more later on that. Yeah. So is this um, project that you guys are doing, this significant to our uh, Sarawak digital economy? What are the significance of the project? Yes, the, these projects are very significant because these projects form the pillars of mm. our Sarawak digital economy uh, from our government. So for, to, to give you an example, for example, Sarawak Pay. Mm. Sarawak Pay is one of the projects that we first worked on when the Sarawak digital economy started. So Sarawak Pay was launched in 2017. And uh, from its inception until now, we've now managed to have about five, more than 500,000 users and 64,000 merchants uh, on Sarawak Pay. Mm -hmm. And Sarawak Pay actually transformed the way Sarawakians actually do interaction uh, when they pay for their uh, food at food courts, mm -hmm. when they buy things, uh, right. they're actually using Sarawak Pay. And that makes the process of purchasing a lot easier mm -hmm. and more convenient. Yeah. Right. So this is uh, the significant project that you guys are doing. You are talking about you have a cluster with uh, other other states like Sabah just now. What, can you uh, expand a little bit on that? Yes, the 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 one the project I mentioned is actually mm -hmm. the ICS. ICS stands for Integrated Court System, right. and the new term or the new name for it now is EKSS. Mm -hmm. So it's Electronic uh, Kehakiman Sabah dan Sarawak EKSS. Mm -hmm. So this particular project. Uh, in this project, we have the what we call the artificial intelligence data sentencing. So with this, what it means is that the judges now, they can actually have a system to refer to. In the past, they will be using their own judgment to say, uh, when I want to pass a sentence, let's say uh, there was a drug, this guy was, fine, uh, was found to be guilty for drug offenses. So normally the judge will, based on his previous experience and his judgment, to give a sentence of, let's say, five years imprisonment, 3,000 ringgit fine. But with our AI system, what our AI system does, it takes all the data from the past uh, judgments from all the judges in the past, and it calculates or it actually uh, is able to determine what is the recommended sentence to be passed. So for example, I mean, in recommended uh, punishment. Mm. So the AI system may say, okay, if this particular person has, let's say, trafficked five grams of uh, marijuana or cocaine, for example, then the system, you input these parameters in the system, the, the age of the offender, is this a first-time offense? Uh, what's sort of the details of the case, right? The judge keys this information in, and the system is able to recommend. So for this particular case, you should, uh, we are, the system is recommending that you give a fine of, let's say, 500 ringgit and three years imprisonment. Mm, yes. Wow. So this allows the system, the court systems to be actually more fair in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And it allows the um, people who are going for the court cases, the defense lawyers, to go and see that they can try to put in some of the parameters of their case. Mm. And they can see that, okay, maybe it's not worth for me to plead not guilty in this sense. Mm. I just plead guilty and I go straight to a uh, some sort of uh, arrangement with the court and the judge. Yeah. So this one has been already implemented? Yes, uh, there's been a pilot uh, project already implemented uh, at the beginning of the year mm -hmm. and 2020 but now with the second phase of the ICS project this will be implemented in the full scale okay. yeah ICS project so we'll get to know more on the other projects that you guys have been doing cluster with some industries and also other counterpartner from the other states we will break for a while uh, we have Mr Andrew Chen with us from science yeah we continue with our discussion just now on the um, research and development on future technologies of science 
So probably what are the roles, uh, research and development that significant with our uh, Sarawak digital economy? Maybe Mr. Ken, Andrew can share with R&D or research and development is actually very important in the Sarawak digital economy mm. because R&D forms the one of the main pillars that allows us to develop new products. In doing R&D, um, probably Dr. Christina, you're very familiar from our academic background. You will need to actually have new ideas or novel ideas. So when you have people uh, in R&D, uh, working in R&D, they have to think up of the new ways of solving the problems. So in R&D, in our, in our science, what we do is that we're covering uh, quite a few areas. So we're covering digital inf network infrastructure. We are covering cloud computing. We are covering uh, mobile app development, web app development, uh, internet of things, the uh, hardware devices as well. So all these things that we're developing are all protected under one umbrella of our cybersecurity platform mm -hmm. and our cybersecurity services. So that makes our digital assets secure. But moving, uh, talking more in detail about the specific projects that we are working on uh, related to the digital economy, as I mentioned already, this now was Cloud Pay. This one. So Sarawak Pay I've talked about. Um, there's also the uh, the Mimi Smart City project. So in this, at the beginning of the year, we've actually started working with the Mimi City Council on the Mimi uh, Smart City project. And that project encompasses very uh, quite a few different IoT technologies. But just to highlight to you, the three main ones is the uh, smart truck, smart bus, and also smart drain. So what are these three, right? You, you think that smart train, smart truck, and smart bus, mm -hmm. quite interesting names, right? Maybe I can explain a bit. Okay. For the first one, smart bus, uh, what we're doing is that we are installing IoT sensors to track the, the location of the buses. So that allows the user to know, okay, is my bus arriving uh, in two minutes or five minutes time? A bit like how you use when you use Grab, right? Or e-hailing services. You can see the, the, the vehicle coming to you. So with this system, you can actually tell uh, the user can tell when the bus is coming to their bus stop, so they don't have to wait there. They can plan their time and their journey better. The smart drain project is actually one where we install sensors in the drains. So we can actually monitor the drain water level. So if there's actually a flash flood situation, the council can actually take more action. So if that particular place keeps on having flash floods, they will know to actually improve the drainage system for that particular area or to clear the rubbish in the drains. Mm -hmm. Then for the smart truck, smart truck is actually a the truck for garbage truck, right? So we're actually monitoring how the garbage truck collectors, uh, these rubbish collectors collect the rubbish uh, in the Miri City area. So if they actually forget to collect some areas, uh, the garbage in certain areas, the, the council people can actually alert the, their contractors to go and pick up those, uh, uh, collect, collect the rubbish from the area. So yeah. how is this would uh, impact our, uh, give impact to our social economy as well? Yes. So, this uh, this uh, projects, for example, the Mimi Smart City project. The idea of a smart city is to actually enhance the the quality of living for the Mirians, uh, the citizens of Miri. Mm -hmm. So, as I mentioned, smart drains, smart truck, and smart bus. These are just a few. There are others like digital signage for information. Um, these technologies will enable the people in Miri to actually experience a better quality of living because now. If, uh, if you improve the, the way people transport themselves around the city, that will definitely mean easier, less hassle for them, right, to go around. Um, if I can improve, if we can improve the, uh, the garbage collection, definitely uh, less rubbish, uh, better environment for them. 
not so smelly, although it's rubbish, that's not connected. <laughs> then for smart drain, if it's less flooding, that's something that's always very concerning, flash floods, mm. right? Uh, the last thing Miriam's one is that their roads are all flooded. When you drive through, your car gets damaged. So these are some of the ways we can actually improve the quality of their mm. life. Yeah. By doing all these projects, do you face any limitations? Okay. With these projects, um, we are talking about some very new technologies. Mm -hmm. So maybe I can allude to the example of right. the Stroud Pay. Mm -hmm. So for Stroud Pay, um, it's actually an electronic uh, payment system or e-wallet. So we have to get through the, the mindset of uh, people uh, has, to, uh, has to improve or has to be able to adapt to this new way of doing things. So probably the challenge is more, I think for the city folk, it's not too difficult. City okay. people are more used to mobile apps. They have the internet connectivity. But for the rural areas, of course, internet connectivity is still a challenge for the rural areas. And that's why our company has also worked with Surat Government on the uh, digital connectivity program. So that is actually what we've done is that for that project, we've actually allowed to have, uh, we've actually put up satellite communications in about 40 kampongs in Sarawak. So with those, uh, with these kampongs, we will actually give them free Wi-Fi access to enable them to uh, use route pay, enable them to use our government services, our digital government services. So this is one of the projects that's now in phase one. We are moving to phase two soon, and it also involves another 40 projects. Mm. Yeah. So all of these at the different areas in Sarawak? Yes, all over Sarawak, yes. Mm. So we're using satellite terminals. That means that that particular place may not need to have uh, digital uh, fiber or uh, you know, internet connection to that particular kampong, but through the satellite, we can actually connect them to the internet through the satellite mm -hmm. communications. Wow. Yeah. It is all these projects that you guys have been doing and the involvement of the community as well yes. will make the research more efficient and more, what we call the development will be, you guys can do it much more better, right? Yes. So the role of uh, R&D is really significant to the, to the what we call that to the Sarawak digital economy together with the impact to the social economy from this particular area. But uh, we will get to know more information on that after we have a break. We're back again with uh, Mr. Andrew Chen. We're talking about the future technologies, the role of science um, in exploring these future technologies uh, into the impact to the Sarawak social economy. Uh, what are the new projects or the future projects that science are doing right now? Okay, uh, we are currently embarking on working with the Stroud government and embarking on the next five years plan for the Prof. Malaysian Plan projects, IT projects. And these projects will have, will cover three main goals, right? The first main goal is economic prosperity. The second main uh, objective of these projects is actually social inclusivity. And the third main goal for the project is social, uh, sustainable environment. So for example, for the first one, economic prosperity, we are looking at projects that will actually uh, enhance the economic prosperity of the Rakyat, of the Rakins. So one of the ones that we are that, that covers this is actually of course Shroud Pay. Shroud Pay is already done. But of course, we are going to be doing more things with Shroud Pay and doing more fin financial technology projects uh, that actually centers around Shroud Pay. So we're going to enhance Shroud Pay with more uh, future features, with better features uh, with that. So probably I cannot share too much about that for the time being, but still uh, in the planning process. So but this is some of the uh, areas of that. The second uh, item that I mentioned is now social inclusivity. 
So as I mentioned just now, we have projects that uh, the 40 kampongs, we put satellite communications there to actually ensure they actually have internet. So we're going to do more of those projects to ensure that the people in the rural areas can also get the benefits of uh, digital technology. So we need to actually uh, do that so that they are included in our drought digital economy. Mm. The third item that I mentioned is sustainable environment. So for example, smart city project in Nui, that pilot project, we are looking at smart drain, we are looking at smart bus and smart trucks. So these projects also have an environmental factor involved. So when we put in all these Internet of Things technologies, IoT technologies in the smart city, we can actually improve these, uh, the environment as well. Um, there are many other projects uh, that are also uh, part and parcel that improves the environment. For example, we are also working with our Surat Forestry uh, Department to actually look at how do we manage the forest and uh, put sensors uh, into their systems to actually enhance sustainable forest management. Yeah. With all these uh, projects that, that science has embarked into and involved in the, another project, what are the most highest achievements that uh, science has uh, achieved? Okay. Right. I think the, if you ask me about achievements, we, uh, to me, I feel that the AI data sentencing project that we've actually, we just managed uh, to, to get, win the tender to actually get that project. So I believe that one is one of the key highlights because we are using artificial intelligence and we're putting that into a real environment, into a real production environment. People are actually using it. So to me, I feel that uh, that is the most significant projects. But in the past, science actually have done many other ones. So we've managed to back many awards internationally. Uh, just to name a few is actually, for example, the our mobile LASIS. LASIS stands for Land Survey uh, Information System. It's a mobile app that we've actually designed. And that has actually won uh, awards with the uh, international company called ESRI, right? And we also won awards for our uh, map solutions with Supermap. So these are some of the uh, awards that we've won. And we've also won the Malaysian uh, Public Service Innovation Award as well in 2020. Okay, we're talking about uh, more research in the future, probably the involvement from the academic and also from the uh, future researchers. Um, how can they get involved into this project? Yes. Yeah, we would like to have more people working with us on R&D because there's so much work that's involved uh, that we, you know, it's not just, it's science needs more people to work together with us. So as I mentioned before, we do want people to work with us. So we, in the past, we've actually been collaborating with universities, with uh, other tech companies, and also with research institutes in Malaysia to work on these new technologies. So if researchers would like to get involved in the Sraut Digital Economy, I would suggest they will, they will look at, they need to look at the Sraut Digital Economy booklet. That information is actually freely available uh, on the Sraut Multimedia website, SMA website. They can go and download that information. They can also visit our website, uh, science website, worldwidewebsraoutscience.com.my. So worldwidewebscience.com.my to get more information on what we do. But they can also join uh, conferences. So, for example, the Sraut government has been very active in promoting their digital economy through the IDEX conference, which is going to happen next week. So, IDEX stands for International Digital Economy Conference, IDEX. So, in that conference, if the researchers go there, they can find out more about the Sraut digital economy, where the government is thinking of doing things next. Mm. And they can probably meet people and talk to people, talk to the experts, and 
you know, share their what ideas that they have to do research on. So maybe these experts here, they will have lots of problems they would like to solve. So if, as a researcher, you can talk to them, get the problems that they like to solve. Maybe you have a solution that's already been researched, but you need looking for a problem to address uh, this for your research. So you can talk to these experts, uh, meet up with them, and then from there you can start. I think in that, if you do that from that angle, your R&D and your research will be more effective mm -hmm. and you actually really meet a need in the strong digital economy. Thanks. Probably um, Mr. Andrew can conclude uh, the, the topic today, the future technologies uh, that uh, what we call that, uh, given the impact to the Sarawak economy, we can conclude the whole topic. Sure, sure. Right. As I mentioned in my in the beginning, I mentioned that R&D actually is very important to ensure that we have new and novel ideas to solve the current problems that we have. So as I mentioned before, um, we're looking at many different technologies, for example, AI, artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, IoT, and cloud computing, blockchain. Uh, maybe I can share some more R&D projects that we are doing. For example, blockchain. We're working with the Stroud Biodiversity Center. We actually use blockchain to actually uh, look at the DNA, uh, to actually ensure that the DNA information that's been retrieved from their uh, plants it's not altered. So we can use blockchain to ensure that uh, if you change anything, that uh, information, the blockchain can actually tell you that that information has been changed. That's the power of blockchain. So these are all the R&D uh, work that we've done, blockchain, uh, AI, IoT, all these things we've actually used and put it into the real projects. Uh, for example, the smart city one, we have to use IoT and cloud computing to do that. And to ensure that it's actually secure, we have to put cybersecurity uh, programs and measures to actually ensure that all the information that's been transmitted is actually all secured so that it does not it is not subject to hacking and information leakage. So with all this uh, work that R&D work that we're doing, uh, we, will, we hope that we are able to, science is able to contribute even more and even more effectively in the future to the Sarawak Digital Economy. Mm -hmm. So with the initiative, with this initiative, we will definitely help uh, Sarawak economy, yeah? we're talking about sure. the AI, data censoring, I IoT, and also the cloud uh, censoring just now will be helping the, I will call it, Sarawak to achieve our mission and vision, the main objective of the digital economy itself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, kita telah pun mendapat tahu terlalu banyak maklumat um, daripada sains berkenaan dengan penyelidikan, hasil penyelidikan, uh, pembangunan dan juga inovasi uh, membantu Sarawak di dalam mencapai strategi di dalam digital ekonomi Sarawak. Uh, dengan ini, saya akan mengakhiri episod kali ini bersama saya, Kristina Donali Abdullah di dalam rancangan Bual R&D TVS mengucapkan Assalamualaikum dan salam hormat. Thank you.